Welcome to Combustible. This is Bill, and this episode is a discussion about optimism, pessimism, and reality. Now, we really want you to stick with this episode. It might start out a little slow, but we think it's worth it. You know, coming up with ideas to talk about on a podcast is hard. Sometimes a great conversation grows organically out of nothing, and some great conversations start by design. Still, others that we think are going to be great turn out to be duds. We've actually got about 10 episodes of this podcast that we've trashed for various reasons. Anyway, this episode was designed to be jump-started by some quotes out of a book I had read called The Art of Possibility by Rosamund Stone Zander and Benjamin Zander. Now, before you go looking for it, it's not on my recommended reading list on the website. It's a good book, just not necessarily a recommended book for the fire service. But the book really hit me with the concept of a fear of scarcity and how that affects your outlook. So what you're going to hear at the beginning is me reading a quote out of that book. The conversation might start slowly from there, but we want you to hang with us on this one. We think it grows into one of those really great discussions. And I was going to go ahead and read it to you just to say this is what I wanted to talk about. but <clears throat> And this is the, uh, the book, The Art of Possibility, by Rosamund Stone Zander and Benjamin Zander. Focusing on the abstraction of scarcity creates a downward spiral, an unassailable story about the limits to what is possible and tells us compellingly how things are going from bad to worse. It's actually the people who see the glass as half empty who are the ones wedded to a fiction, for emptiness and lack, like the wall, are abstractions of the mind, whereas half full is a measure of the physical reality under discussion, the so-called optimist, then, is the only one attending to real things, the only one describing a substance that is actually in the glass. Anything? Yeah. Could you break I, that down to layman's terms? I, did, I just want to say at this point, I am so impressed that you could read an entire book full of that. Kind of I'm telling you, I, I was just sitting here thinking the same thing. It's like, I don't understand why you got to, like, so flower it up, church it. Just, I don't understand. When I have to break down the the sentence of what they're actually trying to say, it gets uh -huh. difficult for me. And I don't know what they're trying to say. Well, I, And I know you have a way to say what they're trying to say is. Okay. So tell me that. So what they're talking about is that, that we, we typically use the glass half empty, half full as a, a gauge of whether you're an optimist or a pessimist. pessimist right. Right? Okay. And what they're saying is is that the optimist is really the only one who is dealing with the reality of the situation what's in the glass because the optimist sees the what is in the glass what is physically in the glass not necessarily what level is is playing the what if exactly. game of what what's the pessimist not is is evaluating the glass only by what's not, not in there, there. Right. and if you if you really expand that so, let, you know, the, the optimist says, yep, the glass is half full of water. The, the pessimist says, here are all the things that are not in the glass. They're, they're defining the glass by what's not there, and there's no limit to what's not there. So it, it's this downward spiral of, <clears throat> here are all the things that I don't have, and I only have half a glass of water, and if some of my water goes away... I'm going to have even less water, so I really need to protect my... It's this fear of scarcity is what they talk about. Hmm. And I, I think the, it, it, it applies to the fire service because we view staffing, you know, we view all of these... And I'm saying all of these. I listed one. But let's just say staffing. We view staffing as this scarce resource, which, granted... It we, is. It is. But 
we also don't look at what we've got. So like with our department, Shane, you know, and, and Hatchers is the same way, but we take three people on an engine for granted, but there are plenty of departments and plenty of our listeners who do not have that as that's a luxury to have three people on the, so when we look at our staffing, we, we define it by what we don't have. We don't have four people on an engine and four people on a truck. That's ridiculous. That's the national standard. We should be doing it. Mm. And in reality, and I'm not saying we're, we're trying to put on rose-tinted glasses because that's, that's not what this is about, but you are grading your situation based on what you don't have and instead of seeing what you do have. This is what you do have. That's a good point. You know, and we, we talked about that before, you know, when that's what helps when you go and visit with other departments and, and stuff yeah, like that. Absolutely. You get outside yourself, yeah. you start seeing the things that you're doing really, really well, things that you could be doing better. Right. And you start realizing. Yeah, that's when you do start to see the other, what you do have. Right, right. Maybe it's not as full. bad as I thought right. it was, you know, where they're, right. you know, we had that whole conversation with uh, Rick Myers and he was talking about, you know, the writing assignments and you guys don't have the writing right. assignments or the, the, you know, so it's again, it's just that, Oh, well, I always thought this was the only way to do it, you know, because it's the way I was completely brought yeah. up in the last 25 years, whatever. But there are, you know, a myriad of different ways to, to do the same thing that we do. Uh, you know, just because we do it that way forever doesn't mean it's the right way. Right. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know if, I guess maybe it's open-mindedness, if a lot of departments and people have that open-mindedness, they get so bought into, well, this is the way we've always done it. Which is the worst answer of all time. <laughs> right. That, that is the, the worst answer. Right. But I mean, how many, how often do you hear that? Or, sure. Or people know, that get like that. And I always like looking at, you know, let's fully vet this out, you know, right. all the way around, you know, LA, whatever, smaller departments, bigger departments. So are right. we doing the right thing? There's, we all share some of the same problems. We, you know, mm -hmm. the same personal problems, staffing problems, apparatus problems, replacement problems, everything, you know, why reinvent the wheel? Why not share? Back to the <clears throat> the comment, Bill, can an individual who is that pessimist versus an optimist, can you turn them? I mean, I mean, I so lots of times you try to say, listen, for just a moment, let's think about the glass half full and what we do have. Right. And immediately when you do that, the defense comes up, oh God, here we go. Sure. Let me drink some Kool-Aid or let me do sure. this. Or let me do that. So, so can you, so I, do you even bother I think dealing can, with them? I think you can. However, there are people who are hopelessly pessimistic. There's no change in them. They are built that way. They see the world that way. And you can talk to them all you want about, you know, try and see it my way. But they literally just see it from that perspective. But <laughs> those are the guys that make me want to quit. <laughs> Well, which ones? The ones that just constantly talk you out of it. Oh, you know, wow, I'm even here trying to make it better when you're telling me everything that's wrong and everything right. that's going to be wrong. But the, the, I think the majority of the pessimistic people are the people who choose pessimism, pessimism because it's easier and in a kind of weird, screwed up way, it's fun. You know? I, no, I mean, it, it is. What's better to sit around the station and reminisce about how great we have it or to talk about how miserable know, we are. Yes, this is, Oh, we've got this wrong. We, you know, so it, there, there is a little bit of, uh, that's a little human nature. I'm exactly. But I, and I go back to, and I know we've talked about this, but I go back to this pessimism and optimism are not about evaluating your current state. Optimism and pessimism are completely about the future. 
re- reality is about the current state. Judging that we, and to go back, the, the glass half empty, half full is used as this, are you optimistic or pessimistic? You're not actually talking about the glass right now. In the future. It's about whether you think you're going to, you know, <laughs> what is this glass to me in the future? The reality is the person who says that is a glass that is half full or half, you know, whatever, but it's got this much water in it. I'm judging it. So to say, because what I, what I end up hearing is, you know, oh, you're being optimistic. You're not facing up to the realities of the situation. That's absolutely not true. I'm acknowledging the, the realities, but I'm, I see a path forward. That's the optimism. My, my perfect example of this, and we've joked around about it. I don't think we've talked about it. But my perfect example of this is The Hangover, the movie The Hangover. <laughs> see, yeah, that's, that's usually what people do when I say this. Shane just checked out. No, no, Shane's good. <laughs> he's seen it. He's seen it. Well, he's so seen a lot of them. They don't know what Bradley Cooper about. is my hero. Oh, because he's the optimist. In that the movie. Oh, this because is a good thing. If you watch in that movie, every time something comes up, he turns it around and it's a good thing. And like, you know, at the beginning when they see he's got a hospital bracelet on and, and the other guy, uh, I can't remember his name. He says, uh, oh my God, you were in the hospital. And he immediately says, no, no, this is a good thing. We know where I was last night at two o'clock in the morning. Right. You know, oh my God, I married a stripper. You should be proud of you. She's, she's hot. You know, <laughs> he's constantly turning it around and he is just this, this awesome optimist. That character, just nothing gets him down. It's yeah. always about, uh, except for the one part where he calls the, the fiance and says, you know, yeah, the, the wedding's not going to happen. That's his one moment where he's just like, <laughs> we're at the end. But I, you know, you can, I, and my wife is the, you know, I love her, but she, Whenever I say that you can be a realistic optimist, she just she doesn't understand that because those are not the, those are not different things to her. But to me, that is a very very clear line of I can be realistic about our current situation, but the optimist is me choosing to say we are going to make it better. Right. Whereas the pessimist just sees nothing but I've got this much right now. There's my glass has got this much water in it. And it's only going to go down. It's only going to get worse. Yep. So what would you say you are? Are you optimist or pessimist? Uh, I probably teeter back and forth. I would like to believe I'm an optimist. I would like to believe that <clears throat> there's uh, challenges and, and then there's ways to overcome them. Mm-hmm. I, I do enjoy the fact that um, whether you take an optimistic realist, uh, look or a pessimistic real look or an outlook on something it's you're still talking about a challenge a situation Mm -hmm. and i enjoy the challenge of trying to figure out how to beat it so i don't know i mean i tend to go back and forth but i I think overall i tend to be a little more of an optimist at least i hope i do right bill what do you think am i no i think you're an optimist hatch what do you think i do maybe i'm thinking one thing and all of a sudden maybe i'm not optimist no well and see but that's where i'd say most people tell me that i'm not an optimist right i'd say he's a pessimist see he sees me as a pessimist and i totally disagree with that he wants to redefine pessimism into realistic optimism no (laughs) he's trying to redefine it i think what what with me what ends up happening is that pessimism is like i said it can be fun but I use pessimism to joke around, to, to try and be funny. 
And so it's, it's I've been missing that part. <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't. Know. <laughs> but you can't make jokes about being optimistic. It doesn't work. Your jokes work off of tragedy. That's a whole different discussion. But yeah, um, you know, jokes are are rooted in somebody losing something. So. So do you think the fire department or fire service or government in itself um, is more inviting to the pessimist? I don't know. I've never thought about versus that. Versus like private industry where somebody with like more of the negative pessimist could be cut loose a little quicker, you know, because maybe, you know, if they're, you know, if you're in there and we're in a collaborative meeting and you got the one pessimist over here is like, it's never going to get better. That's all we're going to be able to do, blah, 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 blah. They, they just shed him. and Yeah, exactly. Her. Whereas we may end up keeping something like that a little bit longer. Right. It's, it's a little hard to get rid of it. So they kind of find a home and that's why we're maybe having to deal with it a little bit more. Well, when you said it, I wasn't even thinking of it that way. Okay. Tell me how you were thinking of it. I was thinking that you were saying that government was a like a um, a pleasant environment for a pessimist to exist in. Not from the fact that they won't be shed, but that it feels good. Because there's plenty to go around? Well, I mean, because they government... Drive. Well, government's screwed up. I don't know of anybody that works in the government that says, yep, we got it together. Yeah. Most of us, and I, I, I say this to people that... And there's some people that are close to me that are very critical of the government. I get it. Yeah. But you're trying to tell me how screwed up it is? Guess what? I work there. I have more of an insight into how screwed up it is than you do. And here's the other part. I'm actively trying to change it instead of just sitting around complaining about it. But I, so I know it's screwed up. Is it, it? Does that make an environment that somebody is more who is pessimistic, it's more inviting to them was the way I kind of took your mm. question. You know, do, are they drawn to it? I think so, because like I said, I think it, it gives them a place to be able to, you know, fashion a living. But you know, there's plenty for them to discuss and be but, upset about. But isn't firefighting, isn't firefighting by by nature an optimistic profession? Yeah, yeah. I Doesn't think it, it have be. to be? Otherwise, why would you even start? Because everybody why would you start the everybody comes to firefighting to to make it make it better for somebody, right? You're answering a call to make that situation better for somebody. I was going a different. So I was thinking a about pessimist never skydives. Huh? How are you saying a pessimist never Probably skydives? Probably not as often as your optimist. <laughs> I sure hope this works out. I guess I was thinking there was about a the woman, actual. Uh, there was a woman that survived a five thousand foot free fall in the news yesterday. Her both shoots didn't open, and she landed in a. Surely forest. they slowed her down. You'd have to. You'd have to. I mean, that's a mile. That's almost a mile. And she came 5, away with it with, with non-life-threatening injuries. That's just one of those random stupid facts I know. Non-life. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. I we we can talk more about parachutes. And, yeah, but, but I mean, I, I, I can see what you're saying. That the fire service or really any, you know, public safety is an optimistic. I I have to believe so. But we, we run into it, I think, quite a bit. I think we run into quite a few pessimists who get... Who are in the profession? Yeah, but I think it's not necessarily what they're getting to do that's making them... Or that is the thriving of the pessimist... Uh, pessimistic, or I don't know how to say Pessimism? That. Pessimism. <laughs> it's the 
the nature of the government and how it works. So you know, they start the bureaucracy out as, of it. They start, they start, out, start okay. out as an optimist and become We've, a pessimist. No, get no, 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 no. I, I think what they get to do as a job function feeds them, you know, more the optimism, right, right. The optimism part, but the way things are procured or the, the way right. things are, you know, handled or, you know, policies and all that kind of stuff. I think that feeds into their pessimism. Okay. I can see that. But I, I mean, I, I think all three of us are optimists. I really do think that. But I, I'm like you said. I mean, Shane thinks I'm a pessimist. I do that just to aggravate you, though. That's oh, the only reason okay. I say it. Well, I'm pessimistic of your appraisal of me. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Which actually is a pessimism. Is. That's cynicism. <clears throat> that's cynicism. Pessimism is about uh, situations, and cynicism is about people. So that middle quote, the, the really wordy one. What was that one? I don't remember. Which one was it? That one. That one. Uh, being present to the way things are is not the same as accepting things as they are. It doesn't mean you should drown out your negative feelings or pretend you like what you really can't stand. It doesn't mean you should work to achieve some higher plane of existence so you can transcend neg- negativity. It simply means being present without resistance, being present to what is happening and present to your reactions, no matter how intense. Read the first part again one more time. Being present to the way things are is not the same as accepting things as they are in the resigned way. It so if you stop right there. Accepting things the way they are doesn't mean you're okay with it. Right, right. But where does the pessimist end up landing? He, he's accepting. That's, I think so. The, the, optimist, pessimist, the pessimist view is that it's not going to get better. But the optimist, uh, the optimistic person is looking at it saying, okay, I understand where it is. I see a Doesn't mean I agree with where we're at. Absolutely. We can all agree. You know, I mean, anybody on a battlefield, and I'm not saying this as a perspective of a soldier, but let's just pretend that I, you know, can put myself there. You're on the battlefield. Bullets are whizzing by. Mortars are going off everywhere. It's bad. Or, uh, ooh, let's do this. Saving Private Ryan. Okay. They're on the beach. They're against the wall. Never saw it. Yeah. They're peeking around that corner trying to get off the beach. And his sergeant says it's like a, uh, I can't remember what he says, but it's it's like a firing squad or something like that. And Tom Hanks' character says, yeah, but it's the only way we're going to get these guys off this beach. It's a total, yes, you're right. This sucks. No one on the beach is going to tell you this is where they want to be. But Tom Hanks' character is seeing there is a path out of here. And it's gonna we're gonna have to work hard to get it, but that's it. We we can get off this beach. And that's that optimism. He's not denying and he's present where he's at. Yeah, he's not denying not what's denying going it's on. It's not bad. No, I'm gonna tell you, yes, it's bad. This this So is he an optimist like, or is he a realist? I think it's optimistic. I think it's optimistic because he sees a path forward of making it better. What is it you're you are again? Realistic optimist. Is that like a better optimist? No, I think you are either <laughs> You're either realistic about what the current situation is or you're idealistic. And the idealistic person sees, colors everything that they're seeing through what they want to see. You know, I perceive that I would love my whatever to be like this. And when I see it, that's how I see I color it that way. The realist is going to look at it and say, no, it is like this. It is, this is the current situation. I think that's such an unfair statement. 
to, okay. to split that like that. But well, then tell me why it's unfair. I, I guess because it's saying that <clears throat> if the other person, the idealist, chooses to see something some other way other than the realistic person would choose to see that in some way he's wrong. Okay, so if I ask you what color is the sky, what color is the sky? I think it's like a nice shade of salmon. Okay, so you say it's salmon, I say it's blue. I thought you were going to go pink. No, I just said no, that no, knew no. you were going to do that. We had a we had a fun conversation yesterday <laughs> about salmon versus pink. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but you say it's salmon. Am I really going to sit here and say that you're dealing with this realistically? But but what if I'm colorblind and it's salmon? It doesn't change the, the fact well, that I'm optimistic about the, technically, the environment. You, technically, if you were colorblind, you would see well, that whatever. color the whole time. And so your salmon, what you see as salmon, would actually be blue to the I rest I guess my of point is, is it doesn't change my level of optimism towards the entire environment, whether I'm an idealist or a realist. I don't, I don't understand the necessary to have the designation. You don't, it's not a necessary. I don't think realism is tied to optimism. I think those two are separate. But what I think people, people the, the, the thing that they do is they connect them and they say, you are being optimistic about this. You won't face up to the fact that we are in the worst staffing problem that we've been in in the last 20 years. Right. I'm not ignorant to that. I'm telling you, we are, I'm agreeing with you. And I'm shaking my head. We are, and I'm not saying this about our department. I'm right. using it as an example. This is we, a good one though. Right. We are in the worst staffing situation that we've been in in 20 years. However, I see a path forward because we, we are graduating a, a class of 25 recruits. They're coming to, you know, I see all these things that are going to improve our situation. The pessimist goes, okay, yeah, we we both agree that we're in the red, the, you know, the reality is, is that we're in a bad staffing situation. The pessimist says, I don't see it ever getting better. Well, no, no. They're going to say, you know what? You're right. There are 25 guys graduating the academy, but you know what? They can't do shit. They're coming out. They're not going to do their tailboard. What the fuck? They're, they're not going to do anything for us. So there's no path forward. And it's just that, you know, so I, my problem is where people marry optimism to an evaluation of the present. It's not. Optimism is about your path forward. And, and the problem is, is that when you be, when you are optimistic, people grade you as deluded. You've got your head in the sand right? and it's totally not the, it's wrong. Or you've been brainwashed by, exactly. by the system. You, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, but being optimistic just means, and maybe it's ego. I don't know, but I see that I have a part to play here where we're going to make this better. I think I'd have a hard time going to work if I didn't think I was going to be able to make it better. Right. Yeah. I mean, that would right. be the point where you would just be like, okay, that's my trigger to maybe I don't need to be a part of this anymore. Well, and that's why I, you've I'm always to the, <clears throat> to the fact. Yeah. I'm always bothered when I see these guys that are pessimistic, pessimistic. I, mean, I can't tell you that today. Uh, it's a tough word. I'm it optimistic is. that you're going to be able to say it before the, podcast but he's a realist. So he knows it's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to need you to look one of these words up, by the way. <laughs> Pabell. <laughs> um, I lost my point. You know, so you were talking I, about the pessimistic guys at work, right? You know, when I, I why suffer? Why put yourself through this? If you think it's never going to get better, move on. Do something yeah. else. Yeah. You know, there's obviously somebody needs you to hang drywall somewhere or something. You know, right? 
I, I look at all the you know fun things and cool things we get to do. I mean, yeah, I, there are days when I'm not having a lot of fun and not having a great time, but I'm around people I like to work with, you know, get to do some really cool stuff, ride on some cool trucks, tell some and cool you, stories. And you might have the opportunity that day to really help somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I, I, I just I just don't get, you know, when you get in those environments where the guys are pessimistic and they're telling you, oh, it's not going to get better, it's not going to this, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I literally am like, are you trying to talk me out of trying to fix it? Right. Are you trying to talk me out of being here and trying to help? Because I don't know why you show up if you can't have a solution to say, hey, I want, I want, I want to get in there. I want to try and get this fixed. Yeah. Yeah. No answers. That's what we do. How's that? Is that pessimistic look? Outlook? Yes, that is pessimistic. <laughs> so maybe I'm not an optimist. Uh, I think it is optimistic because we are it's, providing views is, and it helps somebody. It is so ridiculously hard to be optimistic. It really is. And it's something that you have to try. And it comes so natural for you. But I go back to no, the, but it, the it, you've book. you got to practice. The book that me and you have on our list, I yes. believe. Yes. And it's about the Lewis and Clark thing. And it Into, had a whole chapter about. What was the book? Into the Unknown. Oh, okay. And it's uh, it's on our on our reading list I on the I website. Need to go ahead and put that one on though. It is uh, the author's name put is it Jack Audible Jack Aldrich, and there is a chapter devoted to optimism. Right. And you want to talk about some dudes that are, they are thousands of miles from civilization, out in the middle of nowhere, carrying their canoes. They're six hundred pound or something like that. It was ridiculous. That's yeah. a heavy canoe carrying the canoe. Well, the the rivers don't join, so they had to carry the canoe with all the supplies in it, like. 30 miles over mountains, you know, and yet they remain optimistic. Yeah. And he had a whole chapter devoted to that. And we both had the discussion yeah. about how that was so ne- unique, but it, it lend or it helped with the, uh, the whole success of the thing because they never got caught up in when the adversity was, you know, mounting on them. They always felt like there was yep. a path. They were, they were going to succeed. They were going to come yep. back. And it kept everybody's spirits up because the two leaders did that. And we talked about how keeping that optimism is such a good part of leadership. Right. But it, it, it's, it's, it's not the easy. The easy is the pessimist. Yeah. 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 It, let's, let's just join in right. and let, let's complain with everybody else. It takes effort to remain pop, op, to positive and optimistic. It takes effort to practice that. And it's, it is like uh, Colin Powell says, it's a force multiplier. It's contagious. When you start being optimistic and you can get other people to be optimistic it just, it catches. Right. The pessimist. Hey, yesterday sucked. Today ain't looking good. Right. Tomorrow's ah, probably going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, can, I can see, you know, you being on that expedition with them, and it's just like, well, is today the day we're all going to die? Right. <laughs> oh, we're out of food? We got to eat camel yeah. wax? Oh, oh okay. Okay. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you didn't bring enough. So. <laughs> You know, I mean, that, 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 and they were super successful in, in that venture. So, I, you know, I mean, the optimism, another one for me would be, you know, the astronauts, the first astronauts. Right. I'm trusting these guys oh, with golly. these slide rulers and all this stuff that they got this figured out, that they're going to be able to bring me golly. back. You know, you, when you when I watch the right stuff as a kid versus watching it now, right. I have a whole new respect for those guys who are just like totally, you know, optimistic that uh-huh. they got this figured out, I'm going to go ahead and stick my butt on the end of this, you know, yep. bomb basically and see what happens because I'm going to be one of the first ones to ever do it. Yep. You know, and, I, and those guys were amazing. 
a lot of courage, a lot of courage that they yep. had. So, uh, you know, I'm all about the optimists. I think I think those guys are awesome. I, uh, is there a pessimistic hero? That would be interesting to see, wow. see if you could run down. You know, like that's gonna. Is it always the optimist? Let's we'll see what Google says. <laughs> it's gonna look it up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> fill in for Pavel. Yeah, that's gonna say this for you, Pavel. But let me think about that. How could you really be heroic if you're pessimistic? Well, I think some sometimes heroes, and this goes back to the discussion on of what what, what the, is a hero. hero. Yeah, but a hero can a hero can be somebody who you know falls on a grenade to save his his buddies, and in that moment, I'm going to end it now because tomorrow's not going to suck. Well, no, too. no, but I mean, in that moment, I don't think you have the opportunity to to make a choice, choice of, of optimism yeah. or pessimism. It's a gut reaction. It's it is it's super quick. Yeah. But ultimately, what you're doing is optimistic because you are taking the grenade so that your buddies can live. Yeah. Which is a you know, if you thought everybody was going to die, why would you jump on the grenade? It's, this is hopeless. There we're all doomed. We need to create like a pessimistic oh, no, superhero. A, I really need to. <laughs> He's yeah. not showing up on Google. <laughs> I really need to think of that. I mean, that's that's a really good question. Well, you know, you, I'm not saying we don't get into it to be heroes, but we do get no, in no, it to serve others. What, and, is there and not any hero, any characters any, in the pack where they just like nothing, every, this is never going to work out, but it just, I'm trying to think. You guys are the movie so guys. So is, uh, and I don't, you're more of a, Hatch, you're a, you're a comic book guy, right? Yeah. Okay, so I I really, and I never was, but I really subscribed. There was a song about 20 years ago, uh, Crash Test Dummies was the group, and it was a Superman song. Yeah. And they were talking about how Superman, the whole song is all about how Superman did all these great things for mankind, even though he could have been a, a very successful criminal with all of his powers, you right. know. He had all the potential, all of the makings for being just a, a pessimistic, bad person, but chose to do this. So is, is he pessimistic? Well, he did good things. But does he, I don't know. I'm really struggling with this one now. <laughs> Just because you choose to do bad things, does that necessarily make you pessimistic? Well, so, okay, so like, and again, I don't know the character, but in the movies, one of the movies, he it, they make kind of a point about the fact that he can't turn off hearing everybody in the world. Oh, he yeah. hears all the voices, right. and he can't turn it off. It would be very easy to be pessimistic about that. Yeah. So is he pessimistic about it, or is he optimistic that that's an opportunity to help people, or, I mean... I don't know. He has to be optimistic. He can't be pessimistic. Right. I wouldn't necessarily go on this comic book. I mean, but well, no, no, just, but I'm just, just trying anybody, to pick yeah. a, a, an obvious hero that the listeners, everybody would kind of be able to know. Is there a pessimistic leader? Hey guys, follow me. No. Tomorrow's going to suck. No, I no. There's no way we're winning. Because, a pessimistic coach. Hey guys, I want you to go out there and practice. We're gonna lose tomorrow, and we're probably guaranteed. Gonna worst, we're probably gonna no, lose the rest of the season. You're absolutely right, and it, and it's one of <laughs> my list of things that a leader has to do. One of them is optimism. You can't not do it. Right. Right. So it's yeah, you're, a, coach you're absolutely right. You can't. You know why are we doing this? Yeah, so it's, just, it's hard to inspire people that way, isn't it? Yeah. Right. So, our, our, when we go to stations and we're identifying the informal leader, but 
Oh, that, oh, that's actually a good one. A lot of times, the informal leader is a pessimist. Is a pessimistic leader. Are they? Or yes. And I don't know if they are or not. I think what they do is they try to rally their own troops to support their feelings, so to speak. Oh, so do they go with the temperature of what the people are saying? And they're maybe optimistic, but they lend to the pessimistic to, be, to gain authority? So when we say informal Ooh, God, leader, man, this is deep. and I know informal leader is a, a term that's used. We didn't make that up. That's, that's the accepted term for that person. But are they truly leading, or are they just somebody who is are a influencing? Influence exactly. Is it an influencer? Yeah, that may be more. We we call that informal leader if they're actually leading positively. They're just an influencer if they're not leading positively. Oh, I need Pabell now. I need him so much to look this up for me. <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell you if it's the difference between a leader and an influencer. <laughs> Sorry. Well. Uh, Again, like you said, a leader is is doing well. I don't know. Actually, I was just about to back myself out of that because I think a lot of times we run up against pessimistic people being the informal influencer, leader, whatever you want to call it. I don't think it. you can be a pessimistic leader. I don't think so. I don't either. think you can. So, it's so then you're an influencer if you are being if you are influencing others in your pessimism, right? Yeah. So if so, you would be you're Misery an informal leader company. if it's optimistic, and you're an informal influencer if it's pessimistic. <laughs> We're gonna have to have a the website's gonna have to have a glossary now. Yeah, I'm telling. Sorry. You. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. That's. But I mean, think about it. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, coaches and leaders and all that stuff. You know, they should be looking at. The reason so, we're doing this, we're going to make this better. We're going to go in that positive we, direction. We, we got a mission and a vision statement. We basically have just said, if you consider yourself a leader, you have to be an optimistic person. Right. So what I was kind of getting to, can you come into the station and sit there and look at the optimism, optimist and the pessimist and I'm like, all right, that guy's the leader, that guy's not. That guy's right. the leader, that guy's not. Is that people a way can that, change. Yeah, they I mean, can. They go from, because you can't just completely write them off. Well, we say, well, don't even spend any time with that because people can change from being pessimist to optimistic. I think most people that are pessimistic are are very, they're waiting for somebody to pull them to the other side. Okay. The true pessimist, the true pessimist, there's no change in them. So you're saying people can change, but they have to want to change. The concept that you change people Oh, so yeah, now we're into the motivation thing. Yeah, you don't There's no people. such thing, but the, the only motivation is self-motivation. Right. right. I cannot make you do something. Right, right. you you got to want to do it. So, I mean, that, that always drives me a little crazy well, when like, people can change. I just said people can change. I don't say who's responsible for the change. You know, but I, I watch people and they're like, oh, that guy needs to, you know, have better people skills. If that guy doesn't want to have better people skills, he ain't going to. Right. He has to have that epiphany himself that he wants to go from pessimism to optimism. And if they don't, that, that's, you know, they're going to be a pessimistic officer, chief, whatever. Doesn't necessarily make them a leader, but they can have the position. Right. Yeah. All they got to do is score well on a test in some departments. Right. That's a pessimistic attitude. Yes, it is. We leaked out. <laughs> <laughs> Things slipped right out of there. Oh man, it's so easy to fall Such back a into it. Crowd. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't realize. Oh. I, t- I retract my pessimism. <laughs> I swear, and I'm a, I'm an optimist. <laughs> I'm, an optimist. I'm a card carrying optimism. Damn it! <laughs> I can't even say it, man. I'm so messed up on these terms today. I'm so much better than this usually. Uh, that was fun. <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Okay. I, I'm well. gonna I'm gonna design a pessimistic hero, and <laughs> it's just gonna be There's like our be hall, one. our hallmark from now Google's on. Google's still working on it. There's got to be one. <laughs> it's a little spinning, <laughs> spinning wheel. It, it's it's got to be like the black swan, where everybody says there's no such thing as a black swan until one day they find a black swan. And right. You know, there is such a th- so. There's got to be a pessimistic. Hero. Yeah, I'm about to think of one. All right, so that's a challenge to our listeners as well. Send it to us. Uh, <laughs> By email info at combustiblepodcast.com or through Facebook. You can message us or uh, Twitter or on the website. You can leave a comment on this uh, this episode. But uh, get in touch with us if you can think of a pessimistic leader. And uh, what? I think I may have one. What about the Hulk? The Hulk? Hulk smash. He just wants to tear everything up. It, it, you know, it's, it's, it's just driving him crazy. He's not really trying to be a hero and like, say people like the, the normal type of thoughts it's just like so is he a leader i'm oh. not talking about the leader i'm talking about the hero thing oh, oh wait, wait yeah no i'm confusing it now pessimistic but they you know he's considered well, as no, a we super said, yeah. you know, as a, like a, a hero but he just wants to smash everything just puny banner the you know hulk smash right yeah. we'll dig into that yeah just quickly hulk, thinking off the top of my hulk head only deals with reality with realistic <laughs> he's, he's there there is no optimism there is no pessimist right it's just, maybe, maybe. He's just, just the reality. He's just a realist. He's basically got two questions. Do I want to smash this right now, or do I not want to smash it? Could we be any further off our topic We're than really we? really far. <laughs> Socrates is like, why do these guys even talk about these <laughs> things, man? They have no idea. I have so screwed up this world. I drink what? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. Right. That's 1983 for you right yeah. there. Love it. Val Kilmer. Real genius. Yep. Shane's just looking at us. I was thinking about the last great words of Socrates. I drank what? <laughs> All right. So. Well. well. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is so not going out. <laughs> uh, maybe. I, I hope so. It is. Yeah. All right. Well, All we'll right. see you next time.